Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Pub Trivia Experience. My name is Chris, and we are gathered here tonight to crown a champion. This is not Boozy Bracketology. This is the Pub Trivia Experience, and we have got our three winners of our three play-in games to crown the World Traveler Trivia Champion. Let's go ahead. Let's meet them in order. First, out in Huntsville, Alabama. Mike, my friend, how you doing? What are you drinking? Chris, I'm doing well. Uh, I honestly did not expect to be here, given how geography adjacent this uh, particular quiz has been and knowing my history, but uh, I'm happy to be here. I'm looking forward to playing some more trivia. Uh, tonight, I picked a beer that I thought was very fitting. It's one of the beers that uh, you brought me uh, about two months back when we met up in Nashville. Uh, the name of the beer is the East West India Pale Ale. Uh, it is from, uh, I guess that's the 10 Brewing Company out of Orlando, Florida. It's got a cool orange and green label here. Oh, orange and green. Why did I buy you a Miami colored beer? <laughs> I do not know, but. Uh, it's, it's still a cool label. It'll look very nice in my label book. So we'll see how it tastes though. There you go. We'll take that next up. Mike, we're heading out Chicago land area. Drew, <laughs> I, see you. I see. Yes. I love it. Love it. I That's love good it beer. Too. That'll play. Mm-hmm. Heading out to the Chicago land area. Brittany, my friend, how are you doing? What are you drinking? Hey, uh, Chris, I'm doing well. I kind of like Mike, uh, wasn't expecting to make it to this recording. Uh, but I, you know, I think when you asked if I wanted to be involved, it's like, sure, if you need somebody to come play in the worst categories <laughs> that I'm the worst at, sure. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta have someone who like could just lose a game, right? Um, and then I didn't, and so now I'm here. And I'm, you know, looking forward to having fun with these guys tonight. And uh as far as what I'm drinking, I'm a little scared. Uh, but I misunderstood how this drink worked and I bought it anyway. Uh, but it is a beast unleashed from monster. It's their hard alcohol product. Um, and this flavor is called peach perfect. I thought it was an energy drink plus alcohol, but I was told that was outlawed after four loco. So, uh, this is the monster version that doesn't have caffeine, I guess. So we'll see how it is. Yikes. Got a great pop though. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the 10 method, the double pot. Mm. It tastes like a peach monster, I'll be honest. So, Brittany, that can't be big as your head. It's the small can, too. It's it's the 12 and a half ounce can. So, you just so. have a tiny head. Yeah. Very, uh, and very. tiny hands. So, every drink looks bigger. So, well, you heard him. You love him. You know him. Drew Bucksbaum from the Nerd Off podcast. How you doing, my friend? What are you drinking? Uh, much to what Mike just showed there in this uh, audio medium, kind of going <laughs> so. So I was going to say, I don't know that everyone loves me. Uh, I'm in a, I'm an acquired taste. I'm. Like Why well, speak for everyone? And I love you. There you go. I'm the, uh, I'm the Brussels I sprouts of, uh, <laughs> I'm the Brussels sprouts of trivia. You know, you might not like me at first, but eventually you'll realize with bacon, I'm delicious. I was thinking smothered with cheese, but yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. I'm also delicious smothered in cheese. Uh, yeah, I host the Nerd Off podcast, and just like uh, my two fellow opponents here, I am also surprised that I advanced because I had a good opponent, and geography's hit or miss with me. Um, you know, but you know, we had some good question sets where you know there's a lot of a lot of tie-ins and to other types of trivia and good ways to get there. So. Uh, I think we're going to have a good match tonight, guys. I'm going to have fun. So my Definitely. turn to pop a drink here. 
Oh wait, I didn't. I, I didn't pop my drink. Hold up, I'm I forgot sorry, about I'm my. Sorry. I was half pop there, That's sir. One of the key questions, Drew. What are you drinking? Half pop. <laughs> what am I? What am I drinking? Uh, well, we're doing geography, so I took a little trip over to to Dublin there, and the you know. Uh, St. James Gate Brewery there, and we're going to just crack open a good old-fashioned Guinness. Oof. Love that nitro sound in there. Yes. Yep. Ah, just like I remembered. Well, I guess it's my turn now. That was a really good pop. was. Yeah. We're Not all having beer. Time. This is awesome. Or at least beer adjacent. So as Mike is drinking a beer that I brought him, I'm drinking a beer that Mike brought me. This is Claw Brewing's Sweet Baby Banana. Mike, you were hit or miss on this. You were like, it's okay, but I'm going to give it a shot here. Yeah. Sweet Baby Banana. Drew, were we supposed to buy each other alcohol for this? It is like a chocolate dip banana. Uh, I, like I wasn't told that. but yeah, I, mean, I wasn't either, but Mike and Chris are getting drinks for each other. Were we supposed to? I'm glad you didn't. Yeah. You would have sent me fucking Malort. <laughs> no, I did not. Like we said, we love you. <laughs> no, Chris, I, I didn't say it was a bad beer. I just it's not it's not as good as the sweet baby Jesus or the sweet baby Java. Oh, sweet are. baby Jesus is amazing. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna go ahead and pass it over to myself to tell you how tonight's game's gonna go. Welcome to the World Traveler Trivia Tournament. Here's how today's game is going to go. Our contestants will face off in three rounds of trivia. Round one is your traditional pre-game where each contestant will be given a series of 50-50 questions. Each correct answer will earn them one point. After that, we're flying on over to round two. Round two will consist of 10 questions and each contestant will have the chance to choose between a two or a three point question. A two-point question will come with four multiple-choice answers, and a three-point question will contain only the question itself. If the contestant wants to make the questions easier, they can downgrade either a three- or a two-point question and make either of them a one-point question. If you downgrade a two-point question, your four multiple-choice options are cut down to two, making it a true 50-50 question. If you choose to downgrade a three-point question, that contestant is then provided with four multiple-choice options to choose from. After round two, we're moving right along to round three. Round three is your wager round. Contestants will be given three categories and can wager their points in any fashion they want based solely on the categories provided. There are only two rules. They must wager only whole numbers and they cannot do a combined wager higher than what they've accumulated in rounds one and two. If you get the question right, you will get the points. If you get the question wrong, you will lose the points. Whoever has the highest point value at the end of round three is our winner, and we'll move on to the championship game. Here we go. A quick caveat to that. Tonight's game for round number two is going to be nine questions per contestant, and then there is a special twist for question number 10. Then we'll go into our wager round. We're going to start Mike in our pregame. Mike, here's how tonight's pregame is going to go. I'm going to give you two states, and we're going to do a little time travel. We're going to go back to the year 2000. In the, in the year 2000. <laughs> I chose that year just hoping someone would do that. Yeah. I gonna, don't understand the reference. But. The two idiots on the podcast. <laughs> that, yeah, that's right. together for you. Don't that's worry. That's right. Uh, almost as well as Conan and Indy Richter. Hmm. 
Uh, I'm going to give you two states. In the year 2000, you have to tell me which state actually had more money spent in there combining domestic and international travelers' direct spending in that state. Okay. Pretty straightforward, right? Clear as mud. Okay, Mike, your two states, New Mexico or Montana? Okay, let's see. This is pre-Breaking Bad. So would anybody have any other reason to go to New Mexico? Does it matter? Would anybody have any reason to go to Montana? It's closer to the release of Jurassic Park. This is how I'm this is why I'm assuming people go to other states is because they see them in television and movies. I'm going to say New Mexico. New Mexico 4.1 billion dollars, Montana 2.2. Mike gets the point. Brittany, we're over to you. Your states are going to be Washington and Oregon. Okay, Washington and Oregon. And this is the year 2000. Correct? Year two thousand, yes. Okay. Um. So that's oh, that's before the big tech boom in the Seattle area, and Washington is a beautiful state, but that's like in between the tech boom and Mount St. Helens exploding. So I'm gonna say Oregon because Portland's kind of been weird for a while. So I'm gonna say Oregon. Unfortunately, not Oregon. About six point two billion. Washington, with that grunge scene still holding on, a nine point three billion. So no points. Oh, I forgot about the grunge scene. The 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 dream of the nineties was still alive and well everywhere in the year two thousand, not just Portland. So (laughs) the dreams of the nineties are still alive and well in me, man. It's true. Drew, we're over to you. Your two states are going to be South Carolina or Wisconsin. I mean, just Myrtle Beach alone. I'm going to have to go South Carolina. I don't like this pause here. It's a little disconcerting. It's a pause because this is one of our closer ones in the match. Ooh. And you had to remember what order numbers go in. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin, $7.2 billion. South Carolina, 7.4. Oh, Carolina's correct answer. Good job. Mike, we're back to you. Wyoming or South Dakota, it's a race to the bottom. <laughs> Ooh. This is tough because, okay, Wyoming has Yellowstone. South Dakota has Mount Rushmore. I would think, I think the year, it's not, it's not quite like a sesquicentennial or anything like that, or a bison, it would, well, the, would have been the bicentennial, um, would have been 25 years prior. So it's not like that. So I'm, I don't know if there'd be any patriotic reason. I'm just going to, but, uh, I feel like. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say South Dakota. I'm gonna say Mount Rushmore is a little bit more of a draw. So I said this is a race to the bottom. That's not actually correct. Uh, they are towards the bottom. They are not at the bottom. Mm. I said last time that was one of our closest games. It's because this is actually the closest. Huh. Wyoming, one point six nine one billion dollars. South Dakota. $1.692 billion. Oh, wow. Wow. I was going to say it was also before National Treasure 2. Had that already been out, uh, I would have definitely given it to South Dakota. You <laughs> also said bicentennial, and I thought you were making a pun on bison, which are found <laughs> prevalently in both Wyoming and South Dakota. And I was like, oh, bicentennial. Oh, you mean like 200 <laughs> yeah. years. Yeah, okay. 
I wish I was that clever. <laughs> Brittany, we're over. We all your two states are going to be Delaware and Idaho. People go to these. Okay. Um, I mean, I've been to Idaho. So I've been to Delaware. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, granted, I was only in Idaho for like a day. So Idaho, I don't know why I'm trying to logic this out. Clearly, like using logic did not work last time. Um, Idaho has Coeur d'Alene, which is beautiful. And it's got a really large potato that probably wasn't there in 2000. But um, I'm sure they've had other potatoes there. So I'm going to say Idaho. Idaho is a correct answer. Oh, the reason really? being is that the race to the bottom ends with Delaware. Oh, yeah, Idaho really? I mean, they have, they have billion, good beaches, so I'm a little shocked. Uh, Delaware, $1.2 billion. Hmm. I mean, I knew they'd be towards the bottom, but I figured beaches would beat out potatoes. Oh, I thought you said peaches, like yeah. the fruit. And I was like, Delaware's known for their peaches? Uh, no, those come from a can. They were put there by a man. <laughs> in a factory. In Downtown. Delaware. All right. Drew, we're over to you. Your two states are going to be, how about California or Florida? Oh, motherfucker. Um, you know what? This is in the year 2000. I mean, I think regardless, my answer would be the same. Uh, I'm going to go Florida. No, and this one actually isn't close. Florida, uh, 59.4 billion. California, actually 79.5 billion. Holy fuck. California's got to be top, close to the top of the list. Uh, California is by far the top of the list. Those are the top two right there. Yeah, I was going to say Florida's got to be number two or three. So we are a solid number two. I was I'm, I was just kind of figuring, <laughs> you know, Cali is like the obvious answer there. So I'm just like, all right, well, let's go Florida. Nope, yeah. wrong. All right, Mike, we're over to you. You're going to get Ohio or New Jersey. Ooh. Okay. Um. I mean, Ohio, when I think of like touristy type of things, I feel like, Ohio, I feel like maybe Ohio and maybe this is just me, but I'm like, Ohio's got the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's got the Football Hall of Fame. So I'm going to say Ohio. No, because New Jersey still has, has New Olympic York. City. I, I thought about New York. Yeah. I thought about if those New York dollars would count. Okay. Uh, New Jersey, 20 point, uh, 20.4 billion. Ohio, 16, uh, roughly 16 billion. Okay. No uh, representing New Jersey, I would just like to say, suck it, Ohio. Thank you. <laughs> Brittany, you get Rhode Island or North Dakota. Okay. In the year 2000. Still the year 2000. Yeah. No, I know. I'm just trying to think because there was that movie, Fargo, that took place in Minnesota, but they have the wood chipper in Fargo, North Dakota. Um, and that would be worth seeing. They also have. Theodore Roosevelt National Park, although national parks are usually free to visit, so I guess you're not really spending dollars there. Well, you're spending um, money at a gas station, right? Rhode yeah. Island, I know, is pricey, so even if there's not a lot of people going there, they'd be spending more money. Um, but you know what? I don't know the answer to this, and my boyfriend lives in North Dakota, so I'm going to say North Dakota. Unfortunately not. Should have gone your first route. North Dakota... Uh, roughly 1.2 billion Rhode Island at 1.5 billion. Gotcha. Drew. Yep. We're on to you. You get yeah. Kansas or the home of Brian Nash, Iowa. Fuck. 
I mean, if you want to, I, I'm kind of hosting a podcast right now, though. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you can multitask. Not like that. <laughs> Which one of these flyover states made more money? Um, well, you know what? <sighs> Kansas. You're going with Kansas, and Kansas is an incorrect answer. Kansas, uh, three point nine billion. Iowa, four point six billion. All right, Mike, we're back to you. You're going to get Louisiana or Colorado. That's good. Um, I feel like I feel like a coin could do better. <laughs> um, You're two I'm going to right now. So Colorado. I'm going to say Colorado's boom came a little later because the craft beer uh, explosion hadn't really happened at that time. Uh, Louisiana's always got New Orleans, and that's a that's a draw. So I'm going to say Louisiana. Unfortunately, not uh, Louisiana. Nine point three billion. Colorado at ten point five. Skiing. You forgot about skiing. Yeah. Skiing. yeah. <laughs> as soon as I said it. Yep. Yeah. Well, you are actually dead on balls accurate, Mike. You are two in two correct, two incorrect. Brittany, we're over to you. You're going to get Oklahoma or Nebraska. Oklahoma or Nebraska. Chris is the fucking devil. These are at the bottom of the list, which is amazing to me. Um, Here's a hint. Alabama's at the bottom of the list. I already said Delaware is the bottom of the list. Yeah. Well, okay, yes, but right above that, it's going to be like Alabama. We have the Space and Rocket Center here in Huntsville. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can visit Mike. Yeah, I guess that's true. I was going to say, I think I've personally spent more money in Alabama than most of these other states, but um, that's not my question. It's Oklahoma or Nebraska. I think people tend to go to Oklahoma more because they're on their way to Texas and other things. So I'm going to say Oklahoma. Oklahoma is a correct answer. 4.5 billion versus Nebraska at 2.8. Drew, we are over to you. The home of Mike Mott, Alabama, or the birthplace of myself, Connecticut. Ooh. Let's see. You got a couple big casinos in Connecticut. It's a good pass through from the mid-Atlantic to New England. It's not a good pass through. It takes forever. Okay. But so my point, you're, you're there and you're spending money. No, you're spending um, time and you're swearing a lot. Go ahead. What? Well, was uh is uh is driving through spending money calculated into this or does this have to be your destination the only data i have is that this is domestic international travelers direct spending in the states i would assume okay driving through would count but i can't validate that okay if that's the if that's the case then i'm going to go connecticut connecticut is a correct answer uh 6.9 billion dollars Alabama checks in at 6.1. All right, we're going into our last round, and right now we've got a 2-2-2 two to two to two tie. <laughs> You've all done the equivalent of a coin flip. Mike, we're over to you. Your last one is going to be North Carolina or Tennessee. Okay, they're right next to each other. Um, not that matters. Uh, you know what? When I think of 
when I think of, of attractions and, and like tourist destinations in Tennessee, there's a lot like they've got the country music hall of fame. You got Graceland. Like it just feels like it's got more. So I'm going to say Tennessee. Unfortunately not. Uh, Tennessee 10.5 billion, actually 10.6 billion, North Carolina, 13.1. Wow. People do smoke. A lot. I wonder if that's still accurate. Like to this day, because yeah, I, it's like the bachelorette destination of America. Exactly. I think a lot of the shit, there's been a lot of shifts yeah. since 2000 for sure. Yeah. And I've got a, a thought on this as well. And I'll go over that at the end because I don't want to influence anybody else's choices here. Uh, Brittany, we're over to you. Your last two are going to be Utah and Virginia. Utah and Virginia. Okay. So Utah also has some skiing, but it has a lot of Mormons. Virginia, I don't think they have skiing, but they've got beaches and they've got like naval history for military nerds. Plus like every eighth grade field trip goes there forever. I'm going to go Virginia. Virginia is a correct answer. Virginia clocks in at $13.9 billion. Utah, lowly, lowly 4.5. Wow. Virginia is for lovers. Huh. Utah for multiple lovers. Not <laughs> <laughs> anymore. They changed that practice. <laughs> Drew, you're the last one here. You're going to get Illinois or Georgia. Which one is on Ooh, your mind? Shit. Chicago or Hotlanta? Um, this is 2000. So it's before, you know, it's before Illinois got that Obama boost. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm going Illinois. It's a good guess. Illinois, 23.9. Georgia, 16.2. Damn. It's probably flipped now. Yes. 2000 tail end of when the Bulls were really good, right? Like that would have been the era where people would have been going Uh, to to see them. Jordan's last year with the Bulls was, I think, 98 or 99. So, yeah. He was already in uh, D.C. by then. D- yeah, exactly. I think you all are conflating tourism with the with the purpose of the sh- of the actual game here. This was talking about international people internationally in the U.S. traveling to different states, spending money there. Oh. Yeah, business travel does count. That's yeah, that's a good point. Okay, yeah, so North Carolina, huge hub for banking. Yep. Mm. yep, yep. Hey, trivia lovers, want to get the pub trivia experience in an interactive way? Check out Liquid Courage Entertainment. With a wide range of offerings online, LK has you covered, streaming a wide variety of trivia games on Twitch with one-of-a-kind formats like Tringo, Guestimate, Mega Sheep, and more. Or check out the World Trivia Federation. With 36 hours to answer each quiz and no obligation, the WTF is the perfect solution to scratch that trivia itch on your own time. Come see us at twitch.tv slash liquid underscore courage or check out patreon.com slash liquid courage to join the WTF for as little as $2 a month. That's liquid courage with a K. Innovative, interactive, intoxicating. All right. We're going into our regular game. You're each going to get nine questions. You get to choose between a three-point question and a two-point question. If you opt for a three-point question and you want to make it a one-point question, I will then give you four multiple choices to choose from. If you opt for a two-point question and you want to go to a one-point question, those four multiple choices that you were given as part of the question go down to two. So it truly becomes a 50-50 game. Mike, we're going to start with you. Do you want a three-pointer or a two-pointer? Well, I'm already down one, so I think I'll uh, start off with a three and see if I can make up some ground. Mike going to do his best, Steph Curry. Let's see how we do. Hey, more like Jordan Poole. (laughs) Mike, what European country with German, French, Italian, and Romance as its national languages 
was once divided into 26 cantons, each of which operated as independent states until 1848, when it set up a government that drew inspiration from the U.S. government system. What was the last language you said? Uh, It's listed as Romanche, which I'm assuming is Romanian. Okay. R-O-M-A-N-S-H. And I did check that in a couple different locations, but I didn't check to see what it actually was. I apologize. Okay, no problem. And then uh, what was the and what was the year? Uh, it was it operated as twenty six cantons, each of which operated as independent states until eighteen forty eight, when it set up a government that drew inspiration from the U.S. Okay. Hmm. German, French, Italian, and Romance. It's all right around in there. Um. Hmm, 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 hmm. I would love to tell you that I had any leg to stand on on this one. Uh, I'm unfortunately not very familiar with my European history. Uh, I'm going to say Switzerland. Switzerland is a correct answer. Yeah, you hear Kansas, you go Switzerland. out of bounds. (laughs) Brittany, we're over to you. Where are we going? You know what? Let's try for a three-pointer. We're going to try for a three-pointer. Here's you Brittany, one of the most dangerous cities in North America, Juarez, is in the Mexican state of Chihuahua. I've been there, and I don't recommend traveling there right now. Chihuahua borders two U.S. states. What states are they? Um, Debating whether I want to turn this into a one-point question, because I think I know what they are. But I know if I heard it, I would know it. But then I would kick myself if it was the ones I was thinking of. Um, no, let's just go for it. I'm going to say New Mexico and Arizona. Unfortunately not. Uh, New Mexico and Arizona are on there. Uh, the city of Juarez is directly across the border from El Paso, Texas. Oh. So it's Texas and New Mexico. Dang, I thought El Paso, Mexico was on the opposite side <laughs> of the border. Drew, we're over to you. Three or two points. From downtown. I know. I'm so glad I go ahead and got myself a bunch of these three-point questions here. Drew, what town located in the count in the county of Devon in England takes its name from a Charles Kingsley King yeah, takes its name from a Charles Kingsley best-selling novel and is the only British city that ends in an exclamation point? Yeah, we're going to bring this down to one and have a chance of answering it. <laughs> I will repeat the question and give you four possible answers. What town located in the county of Devon in England takes its name from a Charles Kingsley best-selling novel and is the only British city that ends in an exclamation point? Is it Land Ho, Westward Ho, Onward Ho, or Falkland Ho? Repeat those for me. Land Ho, L-A-N-D-H-O, Westward Ho, Onward Ho, or Falkland Ho? Haven't seen that many hoes in a long time. I'm right here. <laughs> um, let's go land ho. Oh, no. Wrong ho. It would be westward ho is what we're looking for. Our friends across the pond are a little pissed at you right now. Yeah. I think I can uh, calm them down, though. We'll, we'll just give them another game. That's okay. We, I think we just insulted about 30 different states in the pregame. So. <laughs> we mean no offense. All right, Mike, we're over to you. You are clinging to a two-point lead right now. Where are we going? I'm going to stick with three. 
Why did I even write bother writing two point questions? Because <laughs> I probably will throw one in at some point just to see if you actually wrote any two point mm-hmm. questions. I did, Mike. There's a lot of talk about North Korea these days, but since I can't actually set foot on their soil, I'll trust that you'll be okay with a geography question instead. What country is somehow further north, south, east, and west of North Korea? Oh, shoot. Um, is that Russia? Russia is an incorrect answer. That'd be Japan. 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 The southern tip islands of the main part of Japan go a little bit further west, and obviously it runs north and south higher right. and is farther east. Real quick, uh, China is also a correct answer here. All right. Brittany, we're over to you. Where are we going? Well, what I'm learning tonight is that I should have picked to go first because I've known both of Mike's questions um, and not mine or Drew's. That's because you're checked in bounce. Yeah, same, same girl. I've known I've known both of Mike's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna go for a two point question. Going for a two pointer. Let's see if this strategy pays off. Brittany, the capital of Norway, Oslo, once had which of these as a name? Was it Christiana, Stavanger, Bergen, or Trondheim? So coincidentally, I was just playing an online trivia that asked for a, uh, I think it was WTF, asked for a city that was named for the spouse of William IV. And I thought that was Oslo because its name used to be Christiana. Turns out Christiana is named for a king named Christian. So it's uh, Christiana. Christiana is a correct answer. Brittany picking up the two points. And uh, I'll throw the plug out there. It's a good reason to play the World Trivia Federation. Head on over to World Trivia Federation on uh wow on patreon two bucks a month quizzes all the time it's a lot of fun hey trivia lovers want to get the pub trivia experience in an interactive way check out liquid courage entertainment with a wide range of offerings online lk has you covered streaming a wide variety of trivia games on twitch with one-of-a-kind formats like tringo guesstimate mega sheep and more or check out the world trivia federation With 36 hours to answer each quiz and no obligation, the WTF is the perfect solution to scratch that trivia itch on your own time. Come see us at twitch.tv slash liquid underscore courage or check out patreon.com slash liquid courage to join the WTF for as little as $2 a month. That's liquid courage with a K. Innovative, interactive, intoxicating. Drew, where are we going? Three. All right. Here is your three-point question. What Asian country, formerly a member of the USSR, has Dushanbe as its capital and Amoli Rahman as its authoritarian president since 1994? Um, Kyrgyzstan. Kyrgyzstan is not correct. Tajikistan is what we're looking for. You had the stan right. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, was, it was definitely a stan. Right. It was, uh, it was actually stan. a South Park. <laughs> All right, Mike, we're over to you. Where are we going? I'm going down to two this time. Mike's checking down to a two-pointer. Let's see how this goes. Mike, if you're walking on foot, which of these countries can you cross the border from and get into Slovakia? Romania, Hungary, Bulgaria, or Slovenia? Uh, As bad as I am at geography in general, Eastern Europe is a particularly bad one for me. Um. 
I have a direction I'm leaning, but I'll take the 50-50 just in case it's not there. To make it a one-point question, Mike, your two options are going to be Hungary or Slovenia. Glad I took the 50-50. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say uh, Hungary. Hungary is a correct answer. Mike picks up the point. That brings Mike up to six points. Brittany, we're over to you. I am going to go for a three-pointer. Going back for three. Here's your three-point question. One of the 20th century's most famous artists, Frida Kahlo's art has been seen by millions, including businesswoman Dolores Olmedo, who founded a museum dedicated to the work of Frida Kahlo and other artists from her country. This museum that bears the businesswoman's name includes 25 of Kahlo's paintings along with several sketches. In what capital city would you find this museum? Um, well... Considering Frida Kahlo is part of the Mexicayotl movement, I'm going to hope that it's Mexico City. Mexico City is a correct answer. Brittany picks up three points. Well done, Brittany. Up to eight. Drew, where are we going? We are going three. We're going for three. Here's your three-point question. I apologize if I butcher one of these words. This is going well so far for me. Thank you. If you were looking for the famous black stone called Al-Hajar ul-Azward, which, according to Muslim tradition, dates back to the time of Adam and Eve, you'd be standing in which Muslim holy city? Mecca. Mecca is a correct answer. Drew drains the three. Drew, that's going to bring you up to six. Mike, you're currently tied for second with a six to six to eight tie. Question number four is to you. Where are we going? I'm going to stick with two. Going back to two. I've known the last two questions, and there's no, there's very little chance I'll know the third without choice choices. <laughs> A little bit of game theory from Mike. Here's your two-point question. The Plaid Khumri is a leftist political party in what nation that is committed to the idea of independence from the United Kingdom? Is it England, Scotland, Wales, or Northern Ireland? Uh, I am pretty sure... I think it's Wales. I'm going to say Wales. Mike picks up the two points. Wales is a correct answer, bringing him up to eight. Brittany, where are we going? I'm going to go with a two-pointer. Brittany going with a two-pointer. The UNESCO World Heritage Site, Uluru, is a large sandstone formation in the Northern Territory of Australia. It is also known as which of the following? Is it Burton Rock? Kennedy Rock, Ayers Rock, or Maguire Rock? Um, I know the preferred name because it's the indigenous name is Uluru, but it was for a while called Ayers Rock after Ayers who discovered it. In Ayers Rock is the correct answer. We're going to call it Uluru because that's what they want. Hey, why, why quotes, Brittany? Everyone knows white people have discovered everything. Clearly, no <laughs> one else has ever seen anything prior to... Well, Drew, with his sarcasm, we're over to you, sir. Where are we going? Um, well, I feel like I just got to keep hurling up threes here and hoping for the best. All right. We're going to three. Here is your three-point question. Sorry, you're making me scroll down. Uh, Ayers Rock, Chris. Drew, <laughs> according to Greek and Roman tradition, the destruction of which of the seven wonders of the ancient world occurred on the same day as the birth of Alexander the Great, all that's left today is some foundation and piles of rocks. One more time. 
According to Greek and Roman tradition, the destruction of which of the seven wonders of the ancient world occurred on the same day as the birth of Alexander the Great, all that is left there today is some foundation and piles of rocks. Um, the Colossus of Rhodes. Colossus of Rhodes is an incorrect answer. Uh, that would be the Temple of Artemis. Mm. I could be honest, Drew. I thought for sure you were right. I knew which one it was, so <laughs> actually, I knew which yeah. one you were wrong. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> Mike, we're going to you. Where are we going here? Well, um, two's been treating me better than three did overall. Uh, am I ready to dive in on that one? I'll get. I'll. I'll give a three a shot. You're going to give a three a shot. Here's your three point question. Oh. I'm so happy I get to ask this question. Uh Uh-oh. If you're a fan of 80s thrillers, you might want to spend some time in this Pennsylvania community where the movie Witness was filmed. It's become a bit of a tourist attraction, not just because of the movie, but because of its Amish population and its sexually suggestive name. What community that is a victim of several sign thefts every year am I speaking of? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I've even seen Witness. Uh, it's been a hot minute. A Pennsylvania, but I, man. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need the multiple choice. Mike, turning into a one-point question, I'll reread the question and give you your multiple choice. If you're a fan of 80s thrillers, you might want to spend some time in this Pennsylvania community where the movie Witness was filmed. It's become a bit of a tourist attraction, not just because of the movie, but because of its Amish population and its sexually suggestive name, what community that is a victim of several th- sign thefts every year am I speaking of? Would that be? These are all the names of real cities in the in the U.S. Would that be Tight Squeeze, Spread Eagle, Intercourse, or Moorhead? <laughs> um. Yeah, honestly, I'll, I'll be honest. None of those is, is tickling anything in my brain. Uh, it appears I appear oh, to be the only well, one. Uh, Warhead's on not going to tickle your brain, buddy. <laughs> well, <laughs> depends which brain I've you're talking there. about. Um, for intercourse is sticking out to me among those, so I'm going to say intercourse. Intercourse you, is a correct answer. Mike picks up the point. Mike, that brings you up to nine after question five. Brittany, question five over to you. Where are we going? Um. I would like a three-point question, please. You would like a three-point question? I would like to give you a three-point question. Here we go. The song Fire Burning by Sean Kingston would sound very different if it was recorded in the European Union. Because there, if you were to have an emergency, you wouldn't say, somebody call 911. Instead, you'd ask them to dial what three-digit number? Somebody call 999. It doesn't throw it off that much. Say nine, nine, nine. Unfortunately not. Nine. In the EU, the number usually used for emergencies is one, one, two. Why? I don't know. Okay. Is nine, 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 nine is, Eng- is Britain, it's the UK, right? but I yeah. thought maybe it was part of the EU thing. I, I mean, I had the exact same they thought were until recently part of the EU. <laughs> right. So. Good point. Good point. I thought their number was oh one one eight nine 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 six three. 
<laughs> uh, yo, we broke it. Wasn't one eight seven seven cars for kids? <laughs> All right, Drew, where are we going here? Well, you're currently trailing ten to nine to six. Yeah, I'll trust me. I got a little. I, I know. Um, going three. Going three. Right, at least Drew, try to catch Mike here. Here's your three point question. If you were to spend a day strolling Waikiki Beach, visiting the Pearl Harbor Memorial, then spending the afternoon hiking around Diamond Head Mountain, you'd be on the third largest island in Hawaii, and it's most populous. What island would you be on? One more time. If you were to spend a day strolling Waikiki Beach, visiting the Pearl Harbor Memorial, then spending the afternoon hiking around Diamond Head Mountain, you'd be on the third largest island in Hawaii, and it's most populous. What island would you be on? Fuck. Um, Oahu. Oahu for three is a correct answer. Drew made it a ball game. Damn it. Nicely well done. Time. Coming out of uh, question five, our scores right now, Brittany has got a 10 to nine to nine lead. And that means it's time for a beer break. Yeah. But it's not nine to nine to nine. It is not. <laughs> yeah. I have got myself a beer that Jeff Gore literally brought to my house. He got a mixed a mixed twelve pack. Took three beers, put them back in the box, and put these in the garage. No one will ever drink them. I am no one, so I will drink that. Uh, this is a uh, from Cigar City Brewing, a High Lie Spanish Cedar IPA. I don't like IPAs. I'm not a big fan of wood beers, but it's in my fridge. I need a reason to drink it. So here we go. <laughs> I knew exactly which beer it was. Before you said, as soon as you said, Jeff dropped it off at your house and said, here, no one will ever drink it. I was like, it's going to be that cedar beer. <laughs> it's not terrible. I've heard about this before. Mm. It's not terrible. I, I was actually, I was on the recording where you first tried it. Mm. Yeah. And it wasn't terrible then. It's not terrible now. Mike, down by one, where are we going? Ah. Uh... I'm going to, uh, well, let's see. Yeah, I'm going to stick with three. Mike, here's your three-point question. Baseball Hall of Famer Eddie Matthews is the only player to play for the Braves in Atlanta, Boston, and what other city that now has a National League team? Though I contend for me, they'll always be an American League team. <laughs> yeah, uh, thank you for the baseball question disguised as, a, as one of these questions. That'd be Milwaukee. And I agree, the Brewers will always be an American League team to me, too. Milwaukee is a correct answer. Uh, they left Boston in 1953. They left Milwaukee in 1966. The uh, the Braves do hop around. But they did win a World Series while they were in Milwaukee. Uh, that is true. Mike picking up three points, bringing them to 12. Brittany, where are we going? Going with the two-pointer. Going with the two-pointer. Hold on. Let me scroll all the way back up. The Delmarva is a large peninsula on the east coast of the United States, settled between the Atlantic Ocean and the Chesapeake Bay. It features land belonging to all but which of the following states? New Jersey, Virginia, Delaware, or Maryland? New Jersey. Delmarva, I believe, stands for Delaware, Maryland, Virginia. So it does. New Jersey. Picking up two points there. Brittany, you are currently tied with Mike 12 to 12. Drew, where are we going? Well... Um, let's, let's make this a little interesting. Let's go, uh, for three. All right, Drew, here's your three point question. In which European city could you enjoy some coffee on the left bank shop in Montmartre 
or walk the Tuileries? Ah, oui, that is uh, Paris. Paris is a correct answer. Drew picking up three. And we have got an eyeball game 12 to 12 to 12. <laughs> yes. Can't keep me down. Nope. I, just, I take more questions to get there, but, you know. Mike, where are we going? Somehow I have this distinct feeling that trend's probably not going to continue, so I'm just going to go two on this one. Going with two. Mike, all but which of these countries' official state flags features a tree? Fiji, Haiti, Bolivia, or Madagascar? Oh, God. I'm terrible. I don't know why I am terrible with flags. I, I've looked at I've looked at every single country's flag numerous times and they just do not stick with me. Um, Can you read the choices one more time, please? All of these countries, official state flag features a tree except for one. Which one is it? Is it Fiji, Haiti, Bolivia or Madagascar or Madagascar? If you want to, you know, call it that. Right. I don't have much thunder behind anything. Um, And so I'm not really sure if a 50 50 would, help me at all um i'm just gonna go with yeah well this is true but i i'm just gonna go with my gut i'm gonna say haiti unfortunately not a 50 50 would have made your odds better that's madagascar Madagascar. okay so uh i've got some flavor text here fiji features a coconut palm haiti has a cuban royal palm and bolivia has a standard palm tree madagascar has none of those but they do like to move it move it they do like to move it, move it, though. Brittany, where are we going? Wow. Uh, well, I do have a question for Mike. Are you saying that flags vex you? Oh, man, I was going to make that goddamn joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Vexillology is quite vexing. Yeah, it's very puzzling and studyable. Um, I'm going to go for a three-point question, Chris. Brittany is going for three, going all out. Because she knows what I'm about to do. Brittany... As a pet owner, I know that La Quinta is always a pet-friendly hotel brand that's operated by what company? Other brands this company operates include Days In, Super 8, and Ramada. I believe La Quinta and Super 8, and I think that is all Marriott, so I'm going to say Marriott. Unfortunately not. Uh, La Quinta, Super 8, uh, Ramada, they are on Days In are all owned by Wyndham. Oh, right. Windows what we're looking for there. So no points there. We've still got a 12 to 12 to 12 tied. Drew, you got a chance here. Yeah. Come on, Drew. Keep it a tie ball game. This is, this is interesting because I go for three. I get it. I got a three-point lead here. I play it safe and go for two. I still got a lead. But, I mean, I get it wrong. I'm not any worse off, so I got to go for the three here, yeah. you know? All right, Drew, here's your three-point question. The Plaza Mayor is a town square that dates back to the 1580s and is just blocks away from another town square, Puerto del Sol. Both of these town squares are located in what capital city? Did I break Drew? You didn't break Drew. Drew was thinking. (laughs) One more time for me. Of course. The Plaza Mayor is a town square that dates back to the 1580s and is just blocks away from another town square, town square Puerta, yeah, Puerta del Sol. Both of these town squares are located in what capital city? 
I'm gonna have to go. Uh, I'm gonna have to go Madrid. It's a big guess. Drew sinks the three. Madrid. Mm-hmm. Well done. Yep, nicely done. I was on a coin flip there, but Madrid was on one side of that coin. <laughs> what was on the other side? What was on the other side? Yeah, Buenos Aires. Okay, uh, fifteen eighty. I would have thought would have maybe given that to you. Yeah, fifteen eighty made me definitely have to say Europe, and then. <laughs> I was just yeah. like, well, this is Spanish and not Portuguese. So, I mean. Right. Just so you know, your your four multiple choice questions there, what options would have been Madrid, Lisbon, Andorra, La Vella, and Nicosia, the capital of Cyprus. Well, see, if I had listened to the part of the question where you said 1580, I probably wouldn't have had a coin flip, but I sort of tuned out. Yeah. That's so. why I needed the reread, because I didn't pay attention to the year. <laughs> the first time I'm married. I get it. So. Yep. All right, Drew's got a 15-12-12 lead. Mike, where are we going? The game is over. Thank you, everyone, for coming out tonight. It's been fantastic. I'm your champion. Uh, I feel like I got to go three. Let's see how this goes. Mike, as I just found out when renting a car for an upcoming trip, both budget and dollar rental car companies are owned by a holding company that owns and shares a name with what other rental car company that was founded by Walter Jacobs back in 1918? For Pete's sake. Um, you said budget in Avis. Do you want me to read the question again? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. As I found out when renting a car for an upcoming trip, both budget and dollar rental car companies are owned by a holding company that owns and shares a name with what other rental car company that was founded by Walter Jacobs back in 1918. Okay. Hmm. It's interesting because I'm wondering, I'm wondering if the fact that Avis popped into my head is a sign that I, sh- even though you didn't say it, is a sign that I should go there. Uh, I'm just trying to think of other r- rental car companies. Um, I mean, I guess uh, at this point, I'm gonna go bigger, go home. That's like that's a guess. I'm gonna say Avis. Unfortunately not. Uh, this uh, dollar and budget are both actually owned by Hertz. Hertz, Hertz yeah. card. Oh, It's funny because Hertz was actually the first thing that popped in my head, but then I wondered why Avis was in there since you didn't say it. No. I know a lot of people don't see the thing about rental car companies is like food locations as well, but if you haven't had a Hertz donut, try it. I love Hertz donuts. They're awesome. That That's a real thing, Chris. I don't know if you're making a joke about a Hertz donut, but it's a real. You ever played that game as a kid? I guess guys no. did. Drew, Mike, no. no ab- oh, I, I Girls absolutely get to it. beat the crap out of each other like That's guys. True. No. That's oh, true. well, there's really a donut shop in Iowa called Hertz Donuts. Right. So, or like, Hertz you want to try a Hertz donut? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> men have Hertz donut? They're the, really the, good, though. <laughs> It knows what I'm talking about. Not necessarily the men, but if you played rough as a kid, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. I, oh, no, I totally got it. Brittany, where are we going? Uh, Well, you know, uh, my strategy hasn't been paying off, so I'm going to try to switch it up, and I'm going to go for a three. Going for a three-pointer. Here is your three-point question. Brittany, the longest three-hour tour ever. The tourists and crew aboard the SS Minnow set sail for a three-hour tour and ended up shipwrecked on a deserted desert island. Before the tour, their travel likely involved them flying into Daniel Anoye Airport. In what city is that airport, and did their three-hour tour start? Oh, come on. (laughs) 
Can you spell the airport name for me? Not the Daniel part. I've got that one, but. Inouye. I-N-O-U-Y-E. I said that like that was going to help me. <laughs> Did they sing where they flew into? A three-hour tour. Dang it. I was all prepared to answer Gilligan's Island on this. And now you're asking me a different question. And <laughs> um, I am going to have to turn this into a one-point question, Chris, because I need help. All right. The longest three-hour tour ever. The tourist and crew of the SS Minnow set sail on a three-hour tour and ended up shipwrecked on a deserted de- on a deserted desert island. Before the tour, their travel likely involved them flying into Daniel Inouye Airport. And what city is that airport, and did their tour start? Was it Honolulu, Hawaii, Miami, Florida, Suva, Fiji, or Hamilton, Bermuda? I believe it's Honolulu, Hawaii. Honolulu is a correct answer. Brittany picking up the point. Bringing her to 13 points. Drew, you're up 15 to 12 to 13, and you have one more question than they do. Where are we going? Um, Playing it safe isn't really my thing. <laughs> Let's go with three. I'm shocked. I already have your question pulled up. Here's your three-point question. The only two islands to ever host the Winter Olympic Games are actually neighbors. Name these islands that hosted the games in 1972 and 1998, respectively. One more time. The only two islands to ever host the Winter Olympic Games are actually neighbors. Name these two islands that hosted the games in 1972 and 1998, respectively. So we're looking for the islands, not the cities. Well, 98 was Nagano, Japan. Um... Yeah, let's bring it down to a one. All right. The only two islands to ever host the Winter Olympic Games are actually neighbors. Name those two islands that hosted the games in 1972 and 1998, respectively. Is it Honshu and Kyushu, Kyushu and Shikoku, Hokkaido and Shikoku, or Honshu and Hokkaido? I'm going to say Honshu and Hokkaido. Honshu and Hokkaido is a correct answer, picking up one point. Uh, Nagano is in Honshu, and then Hokkaido has a Sapporo. Which was the seventy-two games? Yeah, no, I knew uh, I knew Nagano was Han- Nagano was Honshu, so that that brought it down to a little bit more manageable coin flip. Ladies there. and gentlemen, we're down to our last question in the part where you get to select the answer you want to go with. So, Mike, you're currently trailing sixteen to thirteen to twelve. You want a three or a two pointer? I got to go three. Here is your three point question. This island that featured heavily in the films Murder in the First and Point Blank is now a tourist destination, but got its name from Spanish explorer Juan Manuel de Ayala, who named it after an old Spanish term meaning pelican. Um, Murder in the First and Point Blank. Two films I have not seen. Not entirely sure I've heard of them. Uh, Spanish term meaning pelican. I'm 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 gonna need the help by hearing some names, so I'm, I'll take it down to a one. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and read the question again, then read you your four options. This island that featured heavily in the films Murder in the First and Point Blank is now a tourist destination, but got its name from Spanish explorer Juan Manuel de Ayala 
who named it after an old Spanish term meaning pelican. Is it Aruba, Alcatraz, Galapagos, or Cozumel? Hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately, that did not help a whole heck of a lot. Um, I really would love to have that 50-50 now, too, but I obviously don't. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a swing. I'll say... Uh, I'm going to say Aruba. Aruba is an incorrect answer. Um, Mike, what are the names of the movies? Murder in the First and Point, Bl- Point Blank. If you killed someone and shot them at Point Blank Range, where would they send you? Okay. That's funny because that's the one I rejected right away. Cozumel. <laughs> I was like, it's, I was like, well, no. So when you think, when you think about it, it was named for, it was named by a Spanish explorer. Yep. That's the hardest one to get to from Spain. It so. is. But Alcatraz mm-hmm. is the answer we're looking for. Okay. That explains why there was a bird man. <laughs> Brittany, you are trailing by three. Where are we going? I want to be like Mike, but better. So I'm going to go for three. All right. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> All good. Here's your three point question. If I was walking up the same steps of the state Capitol building where Jefferson Davis was sworn in as the short lived president of the Confederacy, I would be in what city? Um, yeah, you kind of lost me if I was walking up the steps because I don't do that unless I have to. Um, walking in Memphis. It wasn't Memphis. I know. <laughs> um, I was hoping this was going to be a Spanish step question. Uh, cause I knew where those are. I think I grew up in the South. I think the Confederate capital was Richmond. So I'm going to say Richmond, Virginia. Richmond is not a correct answer. Okay. Uh, oh, wow. Or Mike, you want to help her out? No, cause Richmond is the cap was the capital of the CSA and it's 100% what I would have said. That wasn't where he was sworn in though. Right. Mm. Obviously born in Montgomery, Alabama. Okay. Oh. All right, Drew, you're currently up 16 to 13 to 12. Where are we going? Two points, please. Ah, fuck that three. three. <laughs> I was going to say, what? Drew, here's your three-point question. A staple in the U.S., road trips are always, sorry, road trips always sound like a good idea until you actually start driving. Ralph Nader would tell you that driving this now-defunct model of car would be, quote-unquote, unsafe at any speed after the release of his book by the same name. Consequently, sales of this car dropped by 96% after the book's release. What car was it? One more time for me. A staple in the U.S., road trips always sound like a good idea until you actually start driving. Ralph Nader would tell you that driving this now-defunct model of car would be unsafe at any speed after the release of his book by the same name. Consequently, sales of this car dropped by 96% after the book's release. Look for the make and model of the car. You know what? Let's take it down to a one. Okay. A staple in the U.S. Road trips always sound like a good idea until you actually start driving. Ralph Nader would tell you driving this now-defunct model of car would be, quote, unsafe at any speed, after the release of his book of the same name. Consequently, sales of this car dropped by 96% after the book's 1964 release. Drew, was it the Ford Pinto, the Chevy Corvair, the Lincoln Capri, or the Buick Skylark? 
It was the Ford Pinto. The Ford Pinto is an incorrect answer. Really? While I believe the Ford Pinto was mentioned in the book, it was the Chevy Corvair that had a 96% drop in demand after the book was released. And he mispronounced Buick Skylock. I didn't want to influence the question, okay? Fair enough. All right. Well, we're out of the uh, out of that. We have one question left for each of you here. Here's where things get a little bit fun. Is the twist that the guy in the toupee was Bruce Willis the whole time? No. The <sighs> twist is that it's time for a little bit of payback. Your question 10 has been written by the person you beat in the opening round. Oh, I was just trying to think of every way I had wronged Chris in my lifetime. I love it. (laughs) I was like, I think my list is a lot shorter than Mike's, but (laughs) that's fantastic. A lot shorter. Well, Mike, you are currently trailing 12 to 13 to 6. We're going to start with you. This is a two-point question, so you are going to get four multiple choices. Okay. Here is your question from Nicole. While it's famous and often associated with royalty, purple is the least common color found on flags. On which of these tropical countries' flags would you not find the color purple? Granada, Dominica, El Salvador, or Nicaragua? And I'll remind you, all three of you have the option to make this a 50-50 question for one point. See, and this is mean because on the previous episode, I similarly ranted about how vexing I find vexillology. So Nicole knew that and she's using it against me. And I'm actually kind of impressed. I can't be mad. Um, All right. Flags with no purple. Uh, I can't even picture any of the country's flags that you read. So I'll go ahead and take it down to 50-50. All right, Mike, you're 50-50. Is it Granada or Dominica? And it's which one does or does not? Which one does not feature purple as a flag color? Okay. I'm going to I again, I, I can't picture those countries' flags. I'm going to say Granada. Granada is a correct answer. Mike picks up the point. Mike, you're going to finish the regular game with 13 points. Lucky me. <laughs> Brittany, you beat Nathan in the, in the first round of the tournament. Here's your question from Nathan. Which of the following is not one of the 14 countries that Russia shares a land border with? Sweden, Lithuania, North Korea, or Latvia? Can you repeat the question? Which of the following is not one of the 14 countries that Russia shares a land border with? Sweden, Lithuania, North Korea, or Latvia? Oh, I feel like my instinct on this is wrong. I'm not going to tell you which one because I think you predetermined the 50-50s, but I'm not 100%, so I don't want to you know, help you get revenge. Um, <laughs> so I am going to take it down to make it a one point, please. All right. Your two are going to be Sweden and Lithuania. Coincidentally, those, those were the two, two you were between. Yeah. yeah. Those were the um, two I was between. Too, so. I forget that Sweden is actually connected to Europe. Hmm. And I'm worried if I don't, like, I'm worried if I'm wrong on this, Stockholm is going to screw me over again in a much more private fashion this time, but also still meaningful. Um, uh, fuck it. Let's say Sweden. Sweden is a correct answer. Oh, thank goodness. 
Good job. All right, Brittany picks up the point, bringing you to 14 to end the game, the main game. Drew, uh, real quick, uh, so Lithuania doesn't share a land border necessarily with Russia by itself, but it shares a land border with Kalingrad Oblast, that little subsection over in Europe. I, I was just worried, like, I know, I know Russia, you know, touches Finland over there, and I was like, does it arch over mm. and, like, touch Sweden? No, because <laughs> Norway goes all the way over the top. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, which one is on the left? <laughs> <laughs> Norway doing its best alone there. Gets over the top and then just pounds down on Sweden. All right, Drew. All right, so let's see what Jeff decided to do to me. Drew, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm damn glad I had a lead going into this. <laughs> Drew, in 2013, engineer... Therese Kirangoni implemented what are thought to be the first robotic traffic cops in what city, what, which was known as Leopold until 1966. Was it Luanda, Angola, Kinshasa, Democratic Republic of the Congo, Lusaka, Zambia, or Harare, Zimbabwe? I'm going to need that one more time. I figured you would. In 2013, engineer Therese Kirangoni implemented what are thought to be the first robotic traffic cops in which city, which was known as Leopoldville until 1966. That would be Luanda, Angola, Kinshasa, Democratic Republic of the Congo, Lusaka, Zambia, or Harare, Zimbabwe. Let's go with Harare. Harare is not a correct answer. It's actually Kinshasa, Kinshasa. GRC. Damn it, those were the li- that was literally my coin flip. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ask me why I knew that. Well, random it, fact well about it was 50 50 have been. It wouldn't have mattered. Harare was the other one of the 50 50. Oh, okay. yeah. All right. Probably because it's talking to Jeff now that I think about it. Anyway, <laughs> that's 100% probably where it came from. But yeah. Our score is going into the wage around. Mike has 13. Brittany has 14. Drew has 16. For the wager round, you've all heard this before, but you can wager any and any in all the points that you've built up up until this point. On three categories. The caveats are you can split your wagers up any way that you want. They have to be whole points. And you cannot wager a combined amount more than the points that you have at your disposal right now. Again, Mike, 13. Brittany, 14. Drew, 16. Are you ready for your categories? Ready as we'll ever be, buddy. Your three categories are as follows. Literature, history, and architecture. Our, Our wagers are locked in. Your first question is in literature, and I will tell you, I think this is my favorite question of the entire game. Poets Corner at Westminster Abbey is one of the most visited grave sites in the world. But what novelist and poet, known for works such as The Mayor of Casterbridge and Far From the Matting Crowd, is buried there against his wishes? He wished to be buried with his late first wife, but the executor insisted he be buried in Poet's Corner after his death. A compromise was reached where his body would lie in Poet's Corner, but his heart would be buried with his first wife in Stinsford. We're looking for the name of the novelist and poet. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Moving on to question number two. Your category is in histories. Capital cities tend to be tourist hotspots. Two U.S. state capitals 
are named for people who were executed, one around 67 AD, the other in 1618. Name these two cities, and as a reminder, executed and assassinated are two different things. Can you read that one again, please? Capital cities tend to be tourist hotspots. Two U.S. state capitals are named for people who were executed, one around 67 A.D., the other in 1618. Name these two cities. As a reminder, executed and assassinated are two different things. All right, I'm locked in. Much to my chagrin, I'm locked in. I am also locked in with the level of confidence that my voice conveys. <laughs> all right, we're all locked in. We're moving on to question number three. Your category is in architecture. A classic example of Art Deco. On what U.S. skyscraper would you find ornamental additions, including pieces that resemble radiator caps on the 31st floor and eagles modeled after hood ornaments on the 61st floor? Locked in. Locked in. I will lock in. All right. We're going to go through this question by question, but we're going to go in a reverse order. We're going to start with question number three. Your category is in architecture. A classic example of Art Deco on what U.S. skyscraper would you find ornamental additions, including pieces that resemble radiator caps on the 31st floor and eagles modeled after hood ornaments on the 61st floor? Mike, you currently had 13 points coming in. What was your wager and what was your answer? I wagered a big fat zero on this one, and I am so not knowledgeable at architecture that I did not even want to name a skyscraper because I would be embarrassing myself so much. So I just wrote down Ted Mosby Architect. <laughs> Michael with Ted Bos- Mosby Architect for zero points. Brittany, you had 14. You're trailing Drew by two. What was your wager and what was your answer? Um, so I wagered three points in architecture because I don't feel great about it, but I know a couple things. Um, I know this is an example of Art Deco, and I kind of went with the skyscraper that's named with the same name as a car company, and I said the Chrysler Building. The Chrysler Building. Drew, you're up by two going into this question. Your answer and your wager, sir. Four points, Chrysler Building. So for the record, before Chris says the answer, if I hadn't written down a joke answer, I was going to write down Chrysler Building. But I was, so worried, I was so worried that it's like completely so far away from what actually Art Deco is, whatever that is, that I didn't want to embarrass myself. But apparently I'm not wrong. So <laughs> the Chrysler Building is obviously a correct answer. Nicely done to all for to two of you. And then Mike would have gotten it right with the, uh, the non-joke answer. Your score is going into question number two. Drew has got a 20 to 17 to 13 lead. Question number two, your category is in history. Capital cities tend to be tourist hotspots. Two U.S. state capitals are named for people who were executed, one around 67 A.D., the other in 1618. Name these two cities. As a reminder, executed and assassinated are two different things. Mike, your wager and your answer. (laughs) Once again, I wagered zero. Um, I was between this one and uh, literature on which one I was going to go all in on, and I, uh, I'm happy with my choice. Um, I did think about this one a little bit, though. Uh, for whatever reason, Montpelier popped into my head right away, and then uh, I thought Augusta, maybe uh, Augustus Caesar. I don't know. But those, those were the two that I locked in with. All right. Brittany, you're down by three. What was your wager and what was your answer? 
I wagered three on this one. And I came up with Charleston fairly quickly uh, for the King Charles that would have been executed around Glorious Revolution time. I think that started in 1618. Um, the other one, I didn't think of Augusta, but that makes a heck of a lot of sense. I said St. Louis, hoping there was some saint back in the early 80s that uh, <laughs> that got executed. So I said St. Louis. All right, Drew, your wager and your answer. My wager was five. Um, Augusta and Raleigh is what I went with. And you know what I just realized, Chris? St. Louis isn't a capital city. I, I wasn't going to say it, but yeah. <laughs> oh, I realized as soon as I was like, wait, that's not even the capital of Missouri. I'm dumb. <laughs> so I don't have Augusta as a correct answer. So I need to validate that the namesake of Augusta was Caesar Augusta. So bear with me here. To be honest, 67 AD seemed a little late for him anyway, but <laughs> it was the closest thing I had. So here's what it is. Augusta is not named for Caesar Augustus. It's named for Princess Augusta, the mother of King George III. And uh, when was she executed? She was not. <laughs> and I also Damn. looked it up. Uh, Augustus died in 14 AD, so nowhere near 67 AD. Charleston was named after King Charles, but not King Charles I. Oh. King Charles II, who died of natural causes. Supposedly. <laughs> but <laughs> if it wasn't, he was assassinated, and that's different. Yes. So, no one answered... Uh, no, one person answered one of the right answers. Sir Walter Raleigh is one of the correct answers. Yep. No one said St. Paul. Oh, wrong saint. Ah. I was like, it's probably some saint, and I went with St. Louis. <laughs> the Jew, The Jew was not thinking saints at all. <laughs> you can only blame so much on your on your religion there drew uh, so your scores right now with no one getting question number two right mike has 13 britney's got 14 drew has 15 it's anybody's game as we go into question number one your category was literature poets corner at westminster abbey is one of the most visited grave sites in the world but what novelist and poet known for work such as the mayor of Casterbridge and far from matting crowd is buried there against his wishes. He wished to be buried with his late first wife, but the executor insisted he be buried there in poet's corner after his death. So if that wasn't clear, he died and then they made that choice, which they knew <laughs> wasn't his wish. <laughs> A compromise was reached where his body would lie in poet's corner, but his heart was removed and buried with his first wife in Stinsford. Mike, you got 13 points, your answer and your wager. I wagered all 13 on this one, and I'm fairly certain the author of those books is Thomas Hardy. Brittany, your answer and your wager. You have 14 points. Um, I wish I had wagered Mike's wager, but um, I decided to play it a little safe and leave myself some wiggle room, but I wagered six points on this one, and I also said Thomas Hardy based on those works. All right, Mike, you have 26 points to finish the game. Brittany, you're going to finish with 20. Drew, you have 15 points. What was your answer? Let's start with that. Oh, we all had the same answer. <laughs> the question is, did I wager enough? And no, I didn't because I only went four. Oh. Thomas Hardy is a correct answer. And with a final score 
of 26 to 20 to 19. The guy in third place going into the final round has won on wagers, which is not something we typically say about Mike Mott. <laughs> Literally never happens. I, um, <laughs> I do not at all. I am not going to, uh, you know, denounce the victory or, or <laughs> turn it away, but I don't necessarily feel that, uh, it was earned because I definitely feel that I was outplayed by uh, both of my opponents uh, throughout that main round. And really, it is. You're exactly right. I almost always get hosed by wagers, and this time it actually worked out in my favor. But great game, guys. That was a lot of fun. A lot of really interesting factoids. Uh, the flag stuff will not stay with me at all because it never does. Uh, great game. Oh, man. I considered pushing <laughs> I considered pushing all in on architecture. You should have. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was because to me, that was the gimme of the round. I figured architecture might scare you all away. That's yeah, and that was the gimme <laughs> of the round. Like literature and history, they're it's they're so freaking broad. Yep. Architecture, while architecture is broad, there's like you know, re more reasonable smaller answer pool right. for famous architecture. I oh, was wow. uh you know, I historically do not do well on wagers in this game i just was like i you know i knew mike knew his literature but i also knew that he's pretty good at history so i was kind of hoping he would split his points up a little <laughs> bit between those uh but That's yeah i thought about going higher on literature and i wish i had but it would have made a difference because i got the history one wrong so no, I genuinely thought about mm-hmm. about uh splitting them it's just but historically that hasn't worked well for me so i mm-hmm. I kind of picked the picked one. Once I heard he shoved all in on that, I was like, okay, maybe I can still, maybe I can still get Brittany here. <laughs> and then I'm like, no, one point <laughs> off of Brittany. Damn it. Nice game, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, nice game. Mike, you're the champion tonight. Uh, before we sign off, uh, Brittany, we kind of left this off that way for purposes on, uh, for actually on purpose, but um, I can edit this out later if it doesn't air. But go ahead and tell our listeners about your new trivia podcast adventure. Sure. Um, so I am teaming up with Tim that people may know from the pub trivia experience and boozy bracketology podcast. And we are going to be co-hosting a new format called frenemy trivia, the game where strangers become friends and then turn quickly into enemies. So, and they might not be strangers beforehand. So it's really just when, where friends quickly become enemies. Well, to be um, fair, if Drew's yeah. there, strange is the appropriate description. There you go. Uh, Tim did reject my tagline, ending it with, and then from uh, enemies to lovers. Apparently, <laughs> uh, that happens off air. So um, <laughs> we're just going to keep it with where friends quickly become enemies. But we should be debuting at least a teaser of that relatively soon, I would think, or if the episode's not out already. So, um, yeah. Uh- both Drew and I were on that first episode. It's oh, a yeah. ton of fun. The format's great. Uh, I think people. There were really some love try. afterwards too. Oh, oh yeah, the, the lover, love. the lovers thing totally happened too. For yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm still sore, Mike. <laughs> well, now we know you're lying. Uh, yeah. I didn't say it was Mike that uh, caused that. <laughs> yeah. Critical grinds reputation precedes him. <laughs> And I just realized those episodes are probably going to air out of order, so that joke is going to go. Yeah, that episode yeah. isn't airing before isn't airing before this is airing after. I know. This. So, uh, That's true. A teaser for our listeners out there: there's a critical grind joke coming in the near future. But uh, <laughs> Mike, we really hope you enjoyed the uh, 
the new format we tried this month. I had a lot of fun hosting it. Hopefully, you all had a lot of fun listening. Um, the three of you, was it a fun format? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was an absolute it. blast. I did better than I expected to, um, and I kind of regret switching up my strategy mid-game tonight because I was going 3-2, three, 3-2, two, three, two, three, two, and I'm like, well, that's not working anymore. Better start just going threes. No. <laughs> it's a strategy uh, best left to the professionals. I'd love to see more tournaments in this yeah, format. Absolutely. I, yeah, I was I was just think I was actually just thinking I need to write a write a game that's kind of like this because I really enjoyed this format. I thought it was a lot of fun. It's a good little way to spend the month. We hope you enjoyed it at home as well. If you enjoyed the shenanigans that we bring you on a regular basis, you want to be like Brittany and Drew and support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash PTEBB. That's your home for financially supporting the show and also all of our bonus content. Um, if you can't afford help right now, we've all been there. I get it. Do me a favor. Five-star rating. Write us a review. If you have friends that are into the trivia scene or you might think might be into the trivia scene, have them give us a listen. Uh, check the show notes for all of our information, including a new format where you can actually request to come on and be a contestant on either Pub Trivia Experience, Boozy Bracketology, or Frenemy Trivia. Uh, that goes right to our inboxes, and we'll start scheduling. Patreon subscribers will get first dibs, but that's going to be the best way to request to be on the show. For the pub trivia experience, I've been Chris. I've been Mike. I've been Brittany. I have been, and I still am, Drew. And we will see you next week with a new episode. Until that time, have a good one. Brittany, your states are going to be Oregon and Washington. Well, that's not fair. Um, also, edit point, Chris, can you hear my neighbors? Because I forgot my windows open. Are they fucking that loudly? That's no, loud. they're just outside loud. laughing. I don't hear them, no. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure my mic wasn't picking them up. I'm um, puppy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just heard them. They're, uh, they're boning. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You said Washington or Oregon in the year 2000? Go back, hold on. Okay.